Welcome to the History of California podcast. We're starting at the beginning today. We're talking about the first peoples. Um, the first time that I understood that there were people in California before Europeans arrived was when I visited the Natural History Museum in Bakersfield on a field trip in elementary school. We sat in a small circle in a thatched hut and smashed acorns with little tiny mochahetes. Uh, the guide explained that the acorns we were smashing were the staple of the Yokuts diet and a group native to the Central Valley in Bakersfield, where I uh, was living at the time. In high school, later, I bought a t-shirt on a family road trip through New Mexico that had pictures of natives sitting on horses in a line holding weapons. Above them was the text, Homeland, of S- Homeland Security. Of course, I didn't realize the irony of a kid, myself of European ancestry, wearing that t-shirt. To my embarrassment, I wore it regularly to high school uh, throughout the time that I was there. In college, I learned about forced removal, imperialism, and genocide that marked the history of the Europeans' interactions with the natives. Um, My eyes were open to the narrative that would remain in my mind about where I lived. It was land stolen uh, from people who were there first. In some sense, I still believe that today. But as we begin this story about the history of California, we need to take a step back and ask about these first people and ultimately how they arrived as well. I've chosen to begin my history of California with a story of migration, since our state has been really a state of migratory people from the beginning. Whether you're talking about the first Homo sapiens uh, to arrive, um, the Spanish, the 49ers coming for gold, Chinese migrants, dust bowlers, migrant farm workers, or even people today seeking their fortune in Silicon Valley. California is a state that has received throughout its history a constant flow uh, of immigrants. But let's go back to the beginning. Let's talk about the first wave of immigrants. I'm choosing to begin here because this is ultimately a story about people. History is the story of people based on the writing that they've left behind. Now, of course, we don't have the writing left by the first people. And because of this, uh, historians call this prehistory, all the things that came before things were written down. Um, we, writing about prehistory is, of course, challenging. You're making guesses about things, how things were based on artifacts, topography, and then traditional tales passed down through cultural transmission. It's hard stuff. And a lot of it's guesses. But I wanted to start this podcast in prehistory because I wanted to talk about the origins of the people uh, who first arrived in California. The land bridge. This is a theory that's given to students in school. The last age created this bridge thing that people walked across to get to North America. It's one of those theories that you hear, it makes sense, and then you move on, Right? Well, we're going to spend a few minutes uh, just trying to understand um, how geographers, scientists, and historians got to this conclusion. Today, if you happen to go to Alaska and visit the Bering Strait, or I guess Russia if you're going to the other side, uh, you'll find a waterway that separates Russia and Alaska. It's a, at its narrowest, it's about 50 miles wide. It's quite, quite, quite wide. Uh, the basic theory is that during the last ice age, a bridge appeared here that a migratory group of people crossed following other animals. During the Ice Age, the seawater froze into enormous glaciers. 
And this ultimately caused the level of the sea to drop about nearly 300 feet. Um, and this revealed uh, this land bridge that people were able to walk across. And then sometime during this period of the last ice age when the water was frozen, uh, people crossed the bridge before it disappeared back under the water as the ice age ended and the sea levels rose back to the same levels. That's the commonly accepted broad theory of what happened, but there are a lot of nuances in the details that we can talk about here. But first, let's go back and talk about where these ideas came from. The land bridge theory was actually proposed pretty early on. A Spanish missionary named Fray José de Acosta wrote a theory in 1590 arguing that native hunters crossed some kind of land bridge in the north following large animals. He believed that this land bridge, in fact, was still around and in use. It was something that never disappeared. Uh, that's incredible, in part just because he was speculating. He never visited there. He'd never seen the Bering Strait. It was just um, his deductions based on, uh, you know, the logical conclusion that the people living there had to come from somewhere. The existence of the strait was actually confirmed later in an expedition on the east end of Russia charted by Peter the Great. The expedition revealed the landmass, also known as Alaska, across the strait. The famous English sailor James Cook also confirmed the existence of the landmass, and he actually made detailed maps of all of the coastline. Spurred on by these discoveries, scientists and naturalists began exploring theories for how people arrived in North America. Scientists like David Hopkins uh, studied plant life near the strait and further confirmed the existence of a land bridge and the need for further study. There are quite a few difficulties with the land bridge theory, and a lot of it has to do with physical evidence. For most of the 20th century, it was believed that people crossed the land bridge 13,500 years ago, and they arrived at these conclusions based on spear points found near Clovis, New Mexico. Uh, they've since called this the Clovis theory. Um, scientists, however, found artifacts in the 70s dating back to about 16,000 years, so almost 2,500 years before that, uh, pushing back the crossing theory or the timeline for that even further back. Um, the problem is, and this is where it's a real conundrum, is that geologists argue that the Bering Strait wasn't passable until about 10 to 12,000 years ago. Following this, theories have speculated that early humans may have actually sailed in boats along the Pacific coast. Now, obviously, the difficulty with this theory is proving it, um, because as you remember, the sea levels were a lot lower at that time, and the water has since risen, which makes it almost impossible uh, to find any artifacts that could prove uh, that any group sailed along the coast of North America. And then to further, even further complicate matters, genetics has made the story even more complicated. Some geneticists have shown that modern Native Americans bear no genetic resemblance to ancient Eastern, East Asians, and that their genetic code actually diverged from Asians 25,000 years ago. So we have two groups. Now, scientists have come up with a kind of solution for this, um, and the theory they've come up with is that a group of migrants lived in isolation from Asia for thousands of years, um, and they lived on the land bridge 
uh, or at least parts of it, that were covered in ice. And then at a certain point, once it became crossable, they crossed it, um, which would help to resolve part of this problem with dates. But again, this is just uh, speculating. I mean, it's based on some evidence, but uh, there's no way to actually prove this. So all of these postulations tell us that uh, the people who lived here when Europeans arrived did come from somewhere else. We know that. Um, we can just race, rest sef- safely on that conclusion. But there is a danger in just leaving it there, in saying that everyone who came here was from somewhere else. This idea could be used and has been used to justify westward expansion and the forced removal of natives. The mindset is, well, the natives arrived in the U.S. and took the land just as the Europeans did. And people regularly rationalize violence in many ways. And I don't believe I need to explain why I do this is wrong. In my mind, it's self-explanatory. Nonetheless, though, I think it is important to understand as we delve into these native groups and talk about some of the first people, um, we need to understand that they came here for similar reasons to later migrant groups. They ultimately were pulled, drawn, and stayed because of the land. Uh, This has been the History of California podcast. I hope this podcast um, either helped you get to work on your commute or was something interesting to listen to while you uh, mop the floor or something like that. That's generally what I do when I'm listening to podcasts. Um, This is the first episode of many. I'm very excited about this podcast. Make sure um, if you enjoyed this episode, you hit subscribe. So when we post another one, uh, you'll get access to it immediately. And, uh, Stay tuned.